Welcome to the Vagabond Haas. Thank you for listening. So here we are. Two nights ago, a gunman shot and killed eight people, six of them Asian women, in massage parlors south of Atlanta. The captain of Cherokee County's Sheriff Department, where all this went down, said that the shooter had a really bad day. And this is what happens. Saying that this murderer was trying to rid himself of temptation because he was a sex addict. This as we discover the sheriff's own anti-Asian social media posts. Here we are. Let's look at some of the incidents of violence on Asians, which has risen astronomically in recent years. And according to a survey of 16 police departments across the country, uh, by 149%. The following incidents were pulled from a BBC. An 84-year-old Thai immigrant in San Francisco died last month after being violently shoved to the ground during his morning walk. In Oakland, a 91-year-old senior was shoved to the pavement from behind. An 89-year-old Chinese woman was slapped and set on fire by two people in Brooklyn. A stranger on the New York subway slashed a 61-year-old Filipino-American passenger's face with a box cutter. Asian-American restaurant employees in New York told the New York Times they now always go home early for fear of violence and harassment. An Asian-American butcher shop owner in Sacramento found a dead cat, likely intended for her, left in the store's parking lot. Here we are. I've received some wonderful messages of support from friends of recent, folks of all backgrounds reaching out, and it means a lot to know that there are folks looking out for you. And I thank you. And somehow... Strangely, I feel like I can't accept them. I'm Asian through and through. But for some reason, I don't feel the same vulnerability that our elderly do. That our women and femme-presenting folks face. I don't live in a city. But these shootings this week reminded me that you don't have to. The history of violence against black and indigenous the violence against immigrants of all shades, against migrants and Latinx, against Muslims and Jews, all of that should teach me that these crimes, this hate, is not contained to cities. There is no safe haven. I also know that part of why it's hard to accept these messages of care, especially from black friends, is that my community has not always showed up for them. Yes, this past summer, we saw more solidarity, but it is not commonplace for me to see Asians say, I stand with my black brothers and sisters, or indigenous, or Jewish. We are largely silent, and we lie to ourselves and call it resilience. Instead, we fail to admit that we too often side with white America. This doesn't make these attacks right, or any less wrong, or any less heinous. The day of the insurrection among the Trump, MAGA, and Gadsden flags were South Vietnamese flags. That push for white assimilation is why I've made self-effacing Asian jokes all my life. Why I echoed the bullying I had received as a kid to armor myself. Why a Japanese friend of mine once said that after internment camps were done, we just fist bumped and moved on. No, that is bullshit. That is some internalized bullshit. 
We have been pawns of white supremacy. We've been used by white supremacy. When one group fails to have the backs of another, we let white supremacy win. When we attack a member of another group, whether on the street or on social media, white supremacy wins. Now, all of this sounds like victim blaming, and I agree, it does. It's hard for me to overlook my community's complicity and hypocrisy. But as with all communities, we are not a monolith. I know many folks who have stood in solidarity, who have always stood on the side of justice. And ultimately, it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. You can always be a victim of white supremacy. The attacks I shared have impacted Asians of all backgrounds. Thai, Hmong, Chinese, Korean. The common denominator is that we are identified by the color of our skin. And that's a fact that white America has been exploiting for some time. 45 was both equal opportunity and incredibly specific in targeting comments to certain groups, dehumanizing them while attaching our monsters and boogeymen to marginalized communities. Mexicans were rapists. Black folks were thugs. Africa and Latin America are full of shithole countries. A senator with X percent of indigenous blood is called Pocahontas. And the coronavirus is the Kung Flu, the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus. So here we are. Where do we go from here? Black Americans have been asking this for generations. Indigenous communities have been asking this for generations. There's no short-term stop to this. There's no way to police this. No fund that's going to shut this down. But doing this alone is not the answer. We need true solidarity. Yes, to support Black Lives Matter. Yes, to stop Asian hate. Yes, to stand against the violence against each of our communities. But more importantly, we need a coalition directly opposed to white supremacy. In a future episode, I'd love to host a panel of BIPOC guests to explore what this might look like. Folks who've been doing this work for years to explore how our communities can truly work together so that this is not something we have to revisit time and time again. Until then, be safe, stay healthy, and look out for your family, check in on your neighbors, and fuck white supremacy.